Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Appreciate you joining me today. Hope you enjoyed a nice Easter weekend. I know I've enjoyed a nice little hiatus here over the last week and a half or so. We are in Joshua chapter 10, and I appreciate you joining me again on this chapter day journey. It was verse 14 this morning that resonated with me. It says, there's never been a day like it before or since, a day when the Lord listened to a human being. Today's podcast is entitled Evolution of Conversation. Communication between parent and child changes so much over time. Wendy and I are loving watching our kids parent a four-year-old and hearing the silly things that our grandson comes up with. Now, the last I heard, Milo's recommended name for the little sister in mommy's tummy was Harry Houdini. Hey, the kid has a point. She does still yet have to escape the womb. Anyway, got me thinking about conversations with my daughters. You know what? They changed and evolved over time. From the simple discussions with a toddler and the incessant why or what's that phase. And then years of instruction to navigating life changes of adolescence. Then there come these years of parental exile when it becomes obvious that dad is not high on the conversational priority list. But then they leave the nest and there begins this phase of requesting help and answering questions about the functional how-tos of life on your own. And then that leads also to more adult conversations in which more complex topics are addressed, including sometimes the hard conversations required to address unresolved issues from the past. I've always talked about the fact that humanity's relationship with God across time reflects the development of relationship between a parent and a child from birth to adulthood. So in today's chapter, we're still in the toddler stages of humanity's relationship with God. Joshua and the army continue their conquest of the land of Canaan. First, their new allies, the Gibeonites, are attacked by a coalition of neighboring forces, and they cry out to Joshua for help. After defeating this coalition of forces, the army continues its campaign to subdue the region. In one fascinating aside, Joshua cries out to God to stop the sun and moon. Now, interpretations of this event vary from literalists who believe that God miraculously stopped time to others that argue that the sun and moon in the sky together were a bad omen for their opponents, and Joshua wanted to extend that fear. What struck me, however, was the author's observation that this was a first, that God would listen to a human being. Now, this being a momentous event, that of God listening to a human being, it struck me. Because in my world, in my life, in my post-Jesus reality, I am encouraged to pray without ceasing. Jesus encouraged his followers to literally ask, seek, and knock in prayer, explaining that a good father wouldn't give a stone to his child if asked for a piece of bread. Prayer is such a continuous part of my inner dialogue in my daily life that it is hard for me to fathom a reality in which I didn't think God would listen and respond. Humanity's relationship with God has changed drastically between the days of Joshua and today. The very act of prayer has developed and evolved over time. I also can't forget that with a creator God, everything 
that he makes is layered with meaning. This development and evolution of communication also took place within my spiritual life cycle. From the moment I was born again in spirit to the place I am on my spiritual journey 40 years later, my relationship and conversations with God have grown, they've developed, they've matured. God's relationship with humanity, my relationship with my parents, my children's relationship with me, my relationship with God, my relationship with others. There is a natural growth and development of communication that takes place over time. And in each relationship, I have a responsibility for the communication on my end. If I fail in that responsibility, the relationship suffers and might even die. Thus saith the Mandalorian, this is the way. I hope you have a great day today on your way, my friend. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thanks so much for joining me again today on this chapter of the journey. We are in Joshua chapter 11, and it was verse 21 that resonated with me. It says, at that time, Joshua went and destroyed the Anakites from the hill country, from Hebron, Debir, and Anab, from all the hill country of Judah, and from all the hill country of Israel. Joshua totally destroyed them and their towns. Today's podcast is entitled, Facing the Giants. I sometimes marvel at the fact that Wendy and I are such sport fans. Now, neither one of us was an athlete. It's, it's not like we love sports for the sake of sports. You're never going to find us listening to sports podcasts or radio or watching SportsCenter on ESPN. It's more like we're the fan of certain teams, We tend to follow our teams, and we only follow the sport as it relates to our team, if that makes sense. I know, we're quirky. Now, the interesting thing is that when I consider the teams we cheer for, there's a certain underdog theme (laughs) to our choices. Our teams tend to be the ones who rarely, if ever, have won the big one. Our teams tend to have perennial rivalries with teams who are perennial winners and almost always, at least it feels that way, beat our team. This means that winning the big game is a rare treat. But man, oh man, does it feel good when that day finally comes and our team faces the giant and wins. Today's chapter marks the end of Joshua's seven-year conquest of the land of Canaan. The last enemy he and the army of Hebrews face are the Anakites. Now, the Anakim were legendary people rumored to be giants in size. And it's fascinating to note that today's chapter mentions that there were still Anakim living in the Gath region after the conquest because about 300 years later, a young shepherd boy named David would fight a giant warrior named Goliath, who was from Gath. It's also important to remember that 40 years before the events of today's chapter, Moses and the Hebrew tribes were camped on the other side of the River Jordan. Twelve spies were sent out to get a look at the land and the people living there. And it was Joshua and his colleague Caleb who were the only spies who believed that the Hebrews could cross the river and take the land. Ten of the spies were afraid to do so 
Why? Because the Anakites lived there. They were afraid to face the giants. Now, the events of today's chapter are a victorious vindication for Joshua and Caleb. It took 40 years, but they finally faced the giants and were victorious. So in the quiet this morning, I find myself thinking about the giants I have faced and continue to face in my own spiritual journey. When I think about giants, I find myself considering sins and fears to overcome, broken relationships to heal, callings to faithfully follow, trials to endure, disciplines to instill and develop, enemies to love and to bless and to forgive. Now, the author of Hebrews said that our lives and spiritual journeys are like a marathon. Now, <laughs> I've never run a marathon. Don't believe I ever will. But my friends who have trained and run marathons tell me that throughout the 26-mile-plus course, one might, as they call it, hit the wall multiple times, consider quitting, giving up. I thought of this as I contemplated the giants that I have faced and am facing <laughs> on my journey, my marathon. There's always another wall to hit. There's always another giant to face. And I guess that's why the author of Hebrews encourages me to run with perseverance this race, this marathon of life that I'm on. Joshua and Caleb finally faced the Anakites and won. The conquest was ended. Now for the challenges of dividing and maintaining the land. And I'm not sure Joshua has any idea how giant those challenges are going to be. I hope you have a great day today in facing whatever challenges are before you, my friend. We'll see you back here tomorrow.